This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com and join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday to you all. I hope uh, I hope your weekend was great. I hope your day is going even better. We have a, a fantastic episode for you today on the Ask Nick episode. Well, I, I mean, what do, what do we we got? We got Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling on Wednesday. Super exciting stuff. I mean, oh my god, so fun! Boy, you tap into my childhood crushes. Um, <laughs> that should be fun. We'll uh, we'll talk about everything with uh, these uh, lovely icons. Uh, that they are. What else? Uh, merch, uh, rate, review. We're doing some great things on social. If you're on TikTok, check us out. If you're not on TikTok, sign up. A lot of fun things going on. <laughs> I if, signed up just for you guys, just to see the cool stuff that you guys are putting we're on. We're doing great it's things. People fun. seem to love it. Do us a favor. Share our TikToks with your friends and loved ones. Uh, it, uh, it goes a long way. Uh, as always, we appreciate your support. Uh, check out uh, always fun and new merch that we're putting out there at vilefiles.com. All right. Well, uh, hope you enjoy this episode. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hey, Nick. I'm uh, not too bad. What's your name? Uh, my name's Meg, and I'm 38 years old. Nice to meet you, um, Meg. I guess... Uh, I guess I'm calling, um, basically, I'll just give you kind of a rundown of my um, history. Uh, so I've been sleeping with an old friend for about three, four years. Um, it happened after like a drunken night out. We met up. Um, we've known each other, I want to say like 18 years. Um, and we've never, we've always had chemistry, but never anything ever happened because I was always in a relationship or he was or whatever. So anyways, long story short, I was recently out of a really bad breakup. Um, so I was, I was pretty heartbroken and didn't really care about anything else other than, I don't know, attention and sex maybe. Great. Um, but just for context, so, so that you've been friends with this yep. person for 18 some years, but you first had yep. sex with them how long ago? Like four years ago. And then in between, you've also had serious relationships. So the sex stopped when you were dating no, someone? So the no. So the last like three, four years, I haven't been in a serious relationship. I've just been kind of sleeping casually with, sleeping, with, sleeping with him and just like other people. Gotcha. I've, I mean, I was very much. But you're saying that's, that's when the sleeping started when you got out of a relationship. And, yes. Okay. I was single. Gotcha. I was single. So... I guess the big problem is, is that he is married. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, like I said, I didn't care. I kind of, I went into it and why didn't you care? Um, I think I didn't care cause it wasn't my 
responsibility to care, maybe. Um, I think I was really hurt. I liked the attention. Um, I mean, in hindsight, now that I've analyzed it, I kind of, I think I went into it because I knew there was no way to get hurt because I couldn't have any expectations with him because he has a wife. So, and yet, you know, and yet I kept sleeping with him forever. And how did that, um, how did so, that, how did that make you feel? Honestly, I didn't. Well, okay. I'd be lying if it didn't make me feel shitty at the beginning. At the beginning, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. We slept together a couple times. And then I kind of asked him like, Hey, like what's going on here? I'm just kind of confused. I just want to sort of get it out there. Like, so you have a wife and he's like, Oh yeah, I love my wife, which I mean, kind of was crazy and I couldn't wrap my head around it forever. And then I just kind of stopped trying to understand why he was doing what he was doing. Okay. And I, and I wanted to kind of understand why I was doing what I was doing. And like I said, I think it was, I mean, I had a really negative um, idea about men and relationships and that sort of thing. Um, so long story short, uh, end of last year, so end of 2020 was the last time we slept together. We slept together a couple times over um, quarantine and stuff, which is kind of crazy to me, but it happened. Um, anyway, so the last time we slept together, I had a pregnancy scare and that sort of snapped me into reality when I started thinking of any and all possibilities. Like if I had the baby or it didn't have, you know, I just kind of was like, wait a minute, I might add that he has kids and a family. Um, so I kind of, I don't know if that makes any difference. Um, so anyways, I, at that point had decided, you know what, enough is enough. Clearly, I thought it was just going to kind of fizzle off after like a year or so. And it just never did. He would always reach out and it was kind of like ball was in my court. If I wanted to do it, we'd do it. If we didn't, if I didn't, we didn't. Um, So basically he still messages me and I finally cut it off. I want to say in and around February. Um, he had said like, let me know when you want me to come over again. And I just basically said like, you can't come over anymore. And he thought it was because I had a boyfriend. (laughs) I was like, no, no, no. I just, I can't be a part of something that would destroy me if I was on the other side of it. And he was like, I understand. Like, I'm really sorry to put you in this position. I'll try and not message you, but like, I I might still reach out every now and again to see how you are because I really do care. (laughs) What was your response to that? I mean, I didn't, I mean, I thought it was pretty funny because I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to take his words seriously. If, I mean, he's telling me that he loves his wife and that he cares about me, but he's doing what he's doing. So, um, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of care. I believe I'm sort of. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you clearly <laughs> care. You're, you're, you're here sharing your story. Yeah. So what's your question? What are you trying to figure um, out? Okay, so basically, so that happened. I ended it. He said, I, I'll try and not reach out. And basically, he's still reaching out. It's, I mean, he's reaching out. I'm not working right now because of COVID. Um, 
we opened up for a little bit. So my industry opened back up. So he had literally reached out to me just to see if I was going back to work randomly. And I was like, why do you care? And then we kind of chatted a bit. And then a week or so later, he's messaging me like sexually driven texts, which I didn't even respond to. I just left it. But basically, I'm just, I don't know what to do. Do I block him? Do I just ignore it? Like, I feel like I've done my job in saying, you know, like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This is wrong, whatever. Um, And he's clearly not respecting that. Um, well, yeah, well, when I, you when you said, what did you say to him when he said, I will try not to reach out to you? Basically, I was like, do you want me to be honest? And he was like, uh, I guess. And then I was like, well, what are we really doing at the end of the day? And he was like, fair enough. As you know, I can't argue anything, but you suck. LOL. And I was like, honestly, I can't be. Wait, wait, he said anymore. you suck? Yeah. But why so do you suck? So he likes to play. Well, I suck because I'm ending it, basically. He likes to play the victim card a lot. Uh-huh. Like, he likes to make me feel bad. If I ever bring up the wife, he'll, like, end the conversation immediately. Okay. He's very childish. <laughs> um, so, basically, I was like, I just can't be a part of something that would destroy me if I was on the other side. Um, I was like, there's probably more to the story, but that's the simplest answer. And the more to the story was the pregnancy part, but I wasn't even going to get into that. Um, so he was like, tell me the rest, but I know, and I honestly appreciate the honesty. And then I, oh, that's what I said. I was like, I hope I'm the only other one. I was like, and you stop what you're doing. You said but this to I him? Guess that's not my, yeah. And I said, but I guess that's not my business. And then. Well, that's not really the point. The point is, is that your gut tells you that you're probably not the only one and you're probably right. Oh, I've never, I've never really thought that I was the only one. I mean, he's said that I am, but yeah, well, again, how do I believe that? He's a liar. Doesn't really have, yeah, well, exactly, right? So basically my question is just, what do I do? Now? What do you think you should do? <laughs> well, not respond. Okay, yeah. And I, so I should block him? Like, I mean, I've done the deleting of the number and he still texts and like. What do you mean the deleting? Just, well, the deleting of the number is not going to stop him from texting. It's just going to like make you like spend about six seconds being like, oh, who is this again? Oh, yeah, it's Chad. Sounds oh, like, no. I sounds like a Chad. <laughs> I, I think, I hope that you know what you should do, right? I mean. Yeah. You've been kind of shitty. If I'm being honest, right? And I think you know that. I hope that you understand that and, and not to try to come down on you too hard, but you were incredibly selfish a few years ago and you recognized that, that you were going through your own bullshit and you decided to only focus on your needs, which can be good at times. I often give that advice to people, but how you go about being selfish makes a big difference, right? Like, right. you know, selfish in terms of prioritizing your needs you know, and that in healthy ways, not necessarily prioritizing your needs at the expense of other people's pain, right? Which is what you did right. to someone, you know, and that includes people you don't necessarily know or call friends. It's like, you know, I, mean, I do believe in karma type of Ugh, thing, right? Don't say that. Well, you know, uh, it's good that you recognize it now. And it doesn't mean you can't do better and change your path and, 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 People do make mistakes, right? And and I hope that you right. learn from it. Like it's you're better off just kind of being honest with yourself about what you did and how you might have affected someone else. I think that will 
help you feel better about yourself. I mean, I don't know if you listened to the episode with uh, Logan Yuri talking about ghosting and how ghosting can make ourselves feel shitty about ourselves. I mean, same principles apply, you know, like you may have laughed it off or been dismissive or told yourself it's not my problem. I don't know her, but short of you being real fucking like shitty at your core there, I'm sure every time you did that, you probably lost a little bit of yourself or felt some underlying guilt and, and shame about it. Right. Which is I'm assuming why you eventually decided to cut it off. You needed a wake up call when it came to like this pregnancy scare, about like what the fuck am I doing? Right. Yeah. Yet you still, you're still wondering about all this because you loved the validation he gave you. He liked when it reached out every time he reaches out right now. And the reason why you haven't blocked him is because before you start like getting mad at him and questioning what is he really doing, it makes you feel good. You're right. You're completely right. I knew you were going to say all this. (laughs) So like you need to like kind of, you know, grow up and, and hold yourself a little bit more accountable and yes, block him, you know, like. You're right. It's not his unfortunately it's not your problem to make him be a better husband, right? Like you did what you did, it was wrong. Now you're trying to move on. But you know you should block him. You're leaving the door open because it makes you feel good and like you're telling yourself, well, like the fact that you deleted his number and you try to convince yourself that that was actually doing anything is kind of funny. You yeah, know it's not it's funny. A joke. You know, yeah. like you, you knew it wasn't doing anything, but it was like, well, I don't, yeah. I, I'm not really ready to block him because deep down, I like it when he reaches out because it lets him, lets me know that he's thinking about me, that I am like, right. he misses me, that like I turn him on or whatever it is. But like all you are to him is like not his wife. And trust 100%. me when I say like, he's definitely doing this with other people. Like this guy definitely sucks. He's, he doesn't love anyone but himself. Um, I, I oh, really, he, I really sympathize with his wife. Like you, you don't call him a friend anymore. Do you, you know, I mean, he was never like when I said old friend, I meant like, I've known him for years through a mutual friend. Like we just know each other. We were never like prior to sleeping together. We never like hung out. We just, I, we knew the same people mm-hmm. and we're in the same age group. So I mean, yeah, he's he I mean, he calls himself an asshole all the time. Like it's Yeah, that's just, you know, that's just a manipulation tactic. Yeah, it it's 100%. And I know you're right. <laughs> okay, I'll block him. Yeah, I mean, you should Damn. block him. You Chrissy, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do I smell? How do you smell? Like, yeah. From Montana, general. you smell delightful. Well, just... no, generally you smell really good. Yeah. <laughs> In general, you definitely smell good. It's important how we smell, I feel like. I mean, we don't want necessarily people like getting close to us and going like giving us that kind of stink eye. But also we want to make, make sure that we're putting healthy things on our body. Deodorant. What? I mean, God, it's something we, we really need. I mean, we all need. But the thing about deodorant is that so many of us have been allergic to it for a long time. And yeah. some of it, it's obvious. Some of it, we don't even like realize how allergic we are. There's so much shit in the more common deodorants you see out there. But each and every, no, a natural deodorant that doesn't have so much of the crap and toxins that go into the deodorant you find on the shelves. I am allergic uh, to deodorant. I I was stuck using antiperspirants for years, and that is even worse. And I found each and every have been using it for over a year, and I can't tell you how pleased I am 
with it. I smell great. I smell fantastic. I, I no longer you have do. rashes. I'm when I put t-shirts on, I Fresh. don't have I don't have that kind of antiperspirant stain on my on my t-shirts that so many of us know about. No gross chemicals or hidden ingredients. Feels silky smooth. They also have uh, some new uh, new scents. New scents. Uh, the uh, chamomile and bergamot scent. Ooh, I have that on my body. White chamomile and bergamot. It I, smells so so good. 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 So oh. good. Each and every formula is crafted with six simple, safe ingredients like coconut oil and dead sea salt, plus essential oils. And we know how we feel about essential oils. We feel good about them, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Top it off with a unique uh, sugarcane packaging and is its first eco-conscious carbon-negative packaging used in deodorant. Trust us, you're going to love each and every, so order it today. We've got a great offer for our listeners. For a limited time, get 30% off your first purchase. Go to eachandevery.com slash V-I-A-L-L and use promo code V-I-A-L-L. That's 30% off with promo code V-I-A-L-L at eachandevery.com slash V-I-A-L-L. If you're not using each and every, well, then... You're silly. Better help, better help, better help, better help. Who couldn't benefit from some mental health therapy? Mental health therapy. That's right. We invest so much in uh, being better, right? Self-help books, diets, things like that. We need to invest more into our mental health because that is honestly going to help save us in the long run. I mean, the, the every day that goes by, I feel like I'm going crazy and crazier. And if it weren't for me valuing and prioritizing my mental health, I don't know if I'd be sitting in this chair that I am today. And BetterHelp can help you because you know what? Finding a therapist or a, a, a mental health professional can be challenging. It can be scary. You don't know where to start. And sometimes you don't know where to go. And BetterHelp, you can do it right from the comfort of your home. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you, but now it is through BetterHelp. The services are available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time. You take a quick quiz when you first sign up. They assign a, a, a person most appropriate for your needs. You can change it at any time. You can get a variety. It's, you know, like mix it up if you want. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit the website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. So you don't even have to take my word for it. Over 1 million people have taken charge of their mental health through the help of an experienced professional. BetterHelp has been so popular that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So get on the BetterHelp train. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Vilefile listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Vilefiles, V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vilefiles, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And, you know, going forward, you should be an advocate for, you know, the people you don't know. And, and again, you should believe in karma. And there's a difference between, you know, something not being your problem and just doing the right thing. You right. Know, eventually, like you said, like, you know, I'm, you're still looking for love. You're you want to find your pr- maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you enjoy. No, the freedom, no, no. You know. And I mean, well, that's that was kind of I mean, the whole for a very long time, I didn't. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that episode because I quite literally listened to it yesterday. And my bad breakup, I was actually ghosted. We lived together and he traveled for work and he was away for work and just literally didn't come home and stop talking to me. So I was I was beyond broken at the time. So I, I hate that that's my excuse, um, but... It yeah, just kind of I mean, came into my life and it sort of happened. But now I'm at a place where 
no, I'm, I'm happy and I'm content with myself. And I definitely see that what I'm doing, if it came out, would destroy a family potentially. So, yeah, I think it's important we don't weaponize our pain. We have a tendency of doing that a lot. So it's like, well, I hurt and therefore like everything I'm doing is like all falls under the protection of I'm hurting. And then, you know, it yeah. becomes like a weapon that we we use on people. You know, this happened to me and this there's a justification and then that can impact. There's a ripple effect of, of, of it affecting other people uh, that you've never met. Totally. Right. Someday, if, if she doesn't know yet, she is going to face the reality of what her husband's been doing to her and it's going to hurt her. And if she operates on the same premise that you've been operating, she's going to start hurting other people out there. I mean, think of the, the butterfly effect that your actions have particularly taken a toll and not to make you feel worse. I like a lot of people do it. You're not the only one. But like that's where yeah. you have to stop being so selfish in a toxic way. And be selfish in a more nurturing, loving, loving way to yourself. And again, as I've mentioned this in other episodes, that means like holding yourself accountable to your actions. I'm like, this is this one guy who gave you attention. Like you can't find attention from like single available people. But, you know, I'm sure there's a part of like that, you know, toxic uh, energy that our egos love is that there was something about him desiring you, even though he was married. I mean, listen, that's what, the, you know, those fantasies, they they can be hot and sexual and turn you on. And, you know, sometimes if you role play with partners about those things, but there's a difference between knowing when to cutting off a fantasy <laughs> and making it a reality, right. you know, um, and you're living out these dark fantasies and, and you need to, you know, stop doing that. I mean, I will say I have not slept with him in 2021. That was my goal was like you are going into 2021 You're, and it's not yeah. going to happen again. Set your bar higher for your goals. Like your goal should be be higher than like not being shitty. Right. Yes, but that was like the baseline of my catapulting into stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, and then maybe one side thing is going forward blocking him whatever. Um I feel like I'm slightly tainted now. Like I just What do you mean? Well, I mean, among him and many other people that I know or have just experienced, um, there's just so much cheating. And it's like, how do you, how do I not take that baggage into like a new relationship? Like, I mean, I you just know. have to be honest with yourself about the actions that you have. Don't make excuses for it. Don't sugarcoat it. Also, like, but don't, you know, own it, right? And and don't right. use it as a way to define, you know, like, uh, uh, like your weakness. You know, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but, like, just own it and be accountable for it. And, and don't use it to make excuses for your actions, right? Like I said, like weaponizing our pain. Like, we have a way of being like, oh, I was wrong, and now... Now going forward, as long as I just lead with the fact that this things shitty things have happened to me, now I can just be shitty to other people, and it's well because I, you know, I was wrong. It's fine if right. you want to do that. That's again, that's going to perpetuate the the problem, and it's kind of like circle of, of of dating. So the next person you date isn't going to be perfect. I don't know what they're going to be guilty of, but they're going to be guilty of something, right? You know, right. Um, and the big thing is this. In a dating situation, if I meet someone, right, dating, like I'm not looking for, uh, I, I like, I damaged, not broken. I think there's a difference, right? You know, we're all damaged a little bit, right? 
Right. Have we been fixed? Have we worked on ourselves? You know, whether that requires therapy, a recognition of mistakes I've made in the past, an acknowledgement of what I did wrong and how I learned about it. I think that's important. Right. You know, like if I'm dating, you know, in a dating situation, it scares me. And if my girlfriend was just like, I've done nothing wrong ever. I have no regrets. And I'm like, fuck, that's terrifying. Right. I, I don't care right. if she's like, hey, I fucked up. I made a mistake. And this is what I learned. This is why I'm not doing it in, in the future. This is how I went about changing my actions. And that's comforting to me to have her recognize that. That means there's a less likely chance that she will do it to to me, you know, and there's various degrees, right? I mean, yeah, like if someone's like, I've cheated on every boyfriend, but now I've learned that there's a bit of a risk that I'm the first person and she's trying out this new her from, you know? And so it's all gonna, don't wear it as baggage, just own it, you know? Do something right. about it, you know? And you I have a ways to go, yeah. Because if I met you tomorrow and you dated and I heard this story, I'd be like, well, fuck. You're, this guy's still in the picture. Right, right. Because you're like and investing energy and time and you haven't blocked him and you have to think about blocking him. It should be such a no-brainer. But he brings yeah. value into your life. It's not good value. It's toxic value. And it's only like doing like giving you short-term gratification. But it is value. Right. Like you're seeing it as value, which is why this decision has been hard for you. And so like you just need to still get past that. See, it's funny because when you say that, like it's not even hard for me. Really, I just, like you said... I don't I'm think like, you're being honest with yourself I, about that. I think you recognize that it shouldn't be hard, and I know that you can do it, obviously. I don't think, you know, I'm sure that even when you get off the phone, when we get off this call, you probably will do it, but, like, don't, like, if if it was so easy, you would have done it, because the, the, it. the answer is obvious. Right. Right? And I knew that writing in. <laughs> sure, but then and why then, didn't you do it? Again, I'm not trying to, like, but... It recognize that it is hard for you. And the fact that it is hard for you is telling that you have some work to do in yourself. And that's okay. We, we all do. But pretending that you don't have work to do is going to stop you from doing the work. Right? Right. And you're worried about like, oh, I feel like baggage. I feel like damaged goods now. I feel like I feel guilt and shame for what I did. So next, if I meet a great guy and he finds this out about me, what is he going to think of me? Well, sure. These are all fair questions to ask ourselves. So instead of pretending that you're fine and you get it and you have no work to do, just own what you did and then reevaluate why you did what you did. And like it's you were hurt, you were broken and you got short term gratification. It made you feel got your and I was fucking selfish along the way. And I used my own bullshit and my like I, I turned me trying to like focus on myself into me being selfish and toxic rather than like, you know, focusing myself to not let other people be toxic to me, you know, right. So and then I'm just worried that I'm not going to trust a great guy because. Well, of, I mean, like, I, again, I don't. I, what did like he click? I'm sure you can go back and figure out ways that he lied to you, or he lied to his wife, or or his activity. I mean, yeah, there's no guarantees, you know. I mean, I've attracted the shitty guys. Yeah, those I've are been in a shitty place. Those are choices you're making, you know, because you're the yeah. only constant in your dating life, right? So, yep. and there's shit you can do about it. Like you can, so um, I mean, listen, I, I think anyone can benefit from seeing a therapist. So, 
Um, I don't think there's anything specifically agree. wrong with you other than like you just need a little bit of a nudge. Got some shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, definitely block him and, and uh, on all forms. Blocking him, his phone number, but not blocking him on social isn't blocking him. Oh, I can tell you he's blocked on social. I, I mean, some shit went down and it just rocked me. And Nothing like, will get this guy off more than knowing he's partially blocked, but finding a way to reconnect right. with you. Right. Okay. And so he might even go away for six months, but all he like his his climax won't be him literally physically getting off, right? Like all having sex. It will be to get you to give in. Oh, it you're a hundred percent right. I mean, I could not respond for six months, and he'll still reach out. Yeah, because that payoff for him is just like it's like a drug. It's it's a it's better than sex for him. Gross. I've never felt grosser about it than talking <laughs> talking about it with you. Okay, fine. You're right. All right. <laughs> yep. Well, best of luck. You're awesome. All right. Thank you. Take care. I appreciate it. All right. It. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Noom. That's right. Meet your fitness goals with the help of Noom. Information is power and information about what you're eating, how you're eating it, what you're eating it with, all goes into helping you meet your fitness goals. Whatever your goals are, losing weight, gaining weight, gaining muscle mass, or just feeling better on the inside, your gut health, all of these are factors in how you feel every day. Knowledge is power, that's right, and the psychology of eating is so important in your cognitive behavioral approach to your health. It can help with your mental health, as we all often advocate for. And uh, just 10 minutes a day can go a long way to helping you meet those goals. Noom is based in psychology. Noom teaches you how to eat so you can accomplish those personal health goals and stick with them for the long term because you don't need rules to lose or gain weight. You need knowledge with Noom. You pick the health goals that are right for you. And Noom personalizes a, a program for you to help make your aspirations become a reality. Noom is forgiving because you are human. So if you go off track, you'll be back on track tomorrow. Over 80% of Noomers finish the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least a year. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash V-I-A-L. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Ready to learn how to get live healthier? Sign up for Noom today at N-O-O-M.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Boom. Ship station. That's right. Make ship happen, people. If you are <laughs> shipping anything out of your home and running a small business and you need to get your product to your customers as fast and efficiently as possible, well, ShipStation is the platform for you. Natural Habits runs solely on ShipStation. That's my company. We use it every day. We get great metrics. We get great pricing. You get the pricing that most Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies use. So whether you're shipping UPS, FedEx, or USPS, easy to compare carriers and choose the best solutions every day. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts or commitments. It's no wonder ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. Ship more in less time. Just use my code VIALL to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in VIALL. That is ShipStation.com. Enter code VIALL. Make ship happen. How's it going? 
I'm doing well, Nick, and yourself? I'm great. What's your name? Michelle. How old are you? 29 from Las Vegas. How can I help? Well, you know, <laughs> I was in this relationship for, um, don't laugh, but it was about a month and a half. Okay. <laughs> and I haven't been in a relationship in like seven years. I was just always trying to like get my career, whatever I got my career going. And so I go on hinge, meet this guy and he's basically like, and I don't know because I've been out of the dating world for so long. So this might be a question for you. Making all these like promises. Like I'm so happy you're my girlfriend. I like you so much every day. He asked me to be his girlfriend after um, our second date. And I was hesitant because I'm not like huge on commitment, but I was like, eh, why not? That's why you were hesitant because you're not huge on commitment. Yeah, I think so. Not because he couldn't possibly know enough of information about you to like want (laughs) to commit to you. I guess that too. It was a, it was a small red flag. I think I called it an orange flag. Okay. Um, cause it could go green or red depending how it goes. Anyway. Um, so a small orange flag and then, but I commit and then after like a month, you said yes. Yeah. Okay. I was like, well, why not? Like the sure. spark mm-hmm. was there. I liked him. Okay. It's been a while. So then after like a month, we're together all the time. He's constant. He makes me feel so secure, so stable. Mm-hmm. He asked me to move in with him. <laughs> in less than a month, in less than two months. Yes. Okay. So that freaks me out a little bit. I'm like, first, no. But second, like, maybe we should slow things down. Like, this is getting a little too quick. And he's like, like, okay, we can slow down, but like, definitely still be exclusive. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. So I was like, you know what? I'll like do something nice because he asked me to like move into at least like put stuff in a spare bathroom because I don't leave anything at his house. And so I went out, got like a bunch of like beauty products and everything like that, left him in his bathroom. That same night, he texts me, not even a call, texts me and goes, I just don't think we're compatible. So I call him, he answers. I'm like, dude, are you really breaking up with me over text? This is weird. And he's like, no, but like, I just don't think we're compatible. And since then, it was just like, it's just been crazy. It's like, he went back on it. He's like, no, I do want to be with you. He broke up with me three different times in one week. Now he's like, I want to be friends. At one point, he blocked me from everything and then is calling me, asking me if I'm sending him this like STD text. Like, everything's just gotten out of hand. <laughs> but I don't know why, like I was, I feel like I was very attached, you know what I mean? So like for a week, I was just like a mess. Yeah. Like how could he break up with me after me feeling so like secure and stable? Well, because you were believing, like you were putting value into his moving quickly without any substance behind it. You were buying in to like 
how fast he was going, even though you even recognize that, you know, orange flag, red flag, whatever you want to call it. But you were yeah. putting value behind that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like. And. Like it, it was like, yeah, you were like self-aware enough to call it an orange flag or a red flag and say that's moving too fast. But you didn't go further and saying like why it is a red flag. Right. Yeah. Like. You know, and that listen, you haven't dated in a while and I'm sure it felt good to have someone like say nice things and make you feel good about yourself. And it's always nice to receive a compliment. So like you're inclined to want to believe them. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's great to hear get compliments is, you know, the compliments should like be based off of something. Right. So like if you're <laughs> on a couple dates and you're going out and you're having conversations and they say, oh, God, you're just, you know, thinking a compliment. You're pretty. Well, they can say you're pretty based off of like you know, what they think you look like that day, right? You know, mm -hmm. but if they like say, oh, like you're so kind, there should be a reason why they are able to say that. They all saw you being courteous to the, you know, the waiter or going out of your way or asking like, you know, like for example, like my girlfriend is like, she's so, she has such a good soul. Like she's so present. And like when we go grocery shopping, she's like asking the cashier about their day. It's not something that comes natural to me. It does for her. And she's such a kind, warm-hearted person. I notice mm -hmm. those specific things and that's why I'm complimenting her, right? And she knows yeah. why I'm complimenting her because I can reference the specific thing that she's doing that I find to be like attractive and kind, right? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we are early in early dating situations and we want to hear compliments, we're just like, we're not asking ourselves why are they saying what they're saying? You know, and it's if they're true. if they're just like saying nice things and they're like, well, I don't well, I don't know why they think that of me. I haven't really done anything to show them this, you know, then that, then, then it's like, why are yes. they saying it? Right. I agree because he was like such a yes man and so nice. I'm like, do you care about anything? Because it would be like. I would like bring up something that like I didn't like, for example, he has like five guns and they weren't in a safe and there was like a shotgun and whatever and it was all out and I'm like dude can you just put this in the safe when I come over yeah of course or it was like he asked me on date one if I wanted kids I'm like yeah I would like to adopt a kid like that's something I've always wanted to do he's like oh cool like me too I could do that and like have one of my own like okay how cool. is like, this guy these are the he's 28 28 okay yeah. Yeah. So, you so know, these are the relatively young. I mean, it's, it sounds like a lot of people and a lot of guys do it too. And I think, you know, when men and women are just as guilty, like how, he was defining compatibility by like meeting these measurables he set for himself. Like, you know, first, you know, defining a relationship, moving in, deciding to have kids. This is these like big moments. He was measuring mm -hmm. like compatibility based on how fast it was progressing. Like if it's not growing, it's dying kind of mentality. So that's all he really focused on, it sounds like. Right. And as soon as you shut down that progress, he decided it wasn't going to wasn't compatible. He was based you know, and that was his only measurable. He wasn't progressing mm -hmm. the relationship based off of like things happening in the relationship. He was just trying to progress the relationship simply based off of the fact that like I went in the state with this nice girl Went we had fun. I don't know. She seems nice enough. Like she makes me feel like I should be responsible because she told me to put my guns away. Fuck it. Let's move in and get married. <laughs> I mean, it sounds nutty, but like a lot of people will do that, right? They, they'll, yeah. you know, just kind of living up to like what they see out there in the world. And it's like, oh, as long as long as we're moving 
the relationship forward, then that's a good thing. And that's not always a good thing. Sometimes you're moving it too quickly, right? And I think yeah. that's a sign of a lot of immaturity. And the fact that he's 28 shows that he's pretty immature emotionally from a relationship standpoint. But hey, it's like some, unfortunately, sometimes the new norm these days, right? But he was basing it off of nothing, right? So when you ask yourself, like, I can't believe he was saying all these nice things and then blindsided me out of nowhere. It wasn't out of mm -hmm. nowhere. He just like, he had no inf real information. Like, how much can you really know about someone in two months? Nothing, especially when you're not even asking the questions like he wasn't really focusing on like really getting to know you. He was focusing on you're nice enough. Let's just move it forward. Yeah, I can see that. So, so is this what I have to look forward to in dating, like just like empty lies and promises? No, I mean, <laughs> this is one dude, right? Like you're basing all of this on one guy, right? Like, yeah, you knew you already knew it was fast right but mm -hmm. you know for whatever reason because you he was nice good looking charming enough you were just like i don't know all i know is this guy wants to move me to move in with him and that feels mm -hmm. good so you you know <laughs> so next time don't do yeah. that don't don't uh don't like you know maybe i'm just the the skeptic but like be okay with questioning the compliment you know, mm -hmm. especially if you're just like, why? I mean, yeah, I, I know I'm great, but like you, I haven't, I didn't like, why do you say that? You know, especially Very if it true. feels a bit insincere because again, dating is tough and like it, you can get nervous with people and it, yes, it's nice to want to be kind and, and complimentary to someone, but if you're actually trying to get to know someone, you make sure they're paying attention to you and listening and actually observing you, Right. And they're not just like wanting a girlfriend or a guy friend. They're just not wanting someone to hang out with or move in with them and they, and and play the role or play house like, you know, yeah. and and you and he was wanting to skip all that and you were buying into it. That's just one person. Right. So like next time you go on a date, if it feels like it's moving too fast, it probably is like mm -hmm. like he wanted to find the relationship in, in two dates. I mean, they don't even do that on The Bachelor, you know, like and, and, and did the date last 48 straight hours? No, it probably, you know. No. And what did you really talk about? I don't know. Just that. Yeah. Just. So what's to define? Work. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing is when he like broke up with me and I was like, OK, well, what are your reasons? He brought up everything that he was like a yes man about before the gun thing. The I would actually never be OK with adopting. So then it's like, OK, so. I was just lied to in this entire month and a half. Yeah, I right? guess. But you also lied to yourself. And that's what you can control. I mean, I can't depict who you're going to go on a relationship with. But, like, you knew it was moving too fast, and you went along with it. You knew right away that it seemed a little nuts that he was trying to, like, define the relationship on a second date. But you're like, I don't know. Fuck it. The guy wants to date me. Who am I to judge? <laughs> you know? Hmm. I did and the that. truth is, when it comes to adoption, that's one of those things that like sounds nice, right? I mean, there's plenty a lot of people like, hey, listen, that's not for me. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. like, especially early on a date, they don't want to be like, I don't know, I'd never fucking adopt. But like, it certainly sounds nice to be so selfless that you would bring like a a, a, a young person or you know anyone to like and who needs a home and a, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, 
who knows? Sometimes we're kind of figuring those things out. And the less we pay attention on dates, the more it's going to feel like we're lied to. But like that person was kind of lying to him. You know, he's just trying to fit in. It wasn't, this is not like some sort of Machiavellian situation where you manipulated for years and he had a second family. The guy just like <laughs> wanted to sound like a good guy and said he would be into adopting. And then, mm-hmm. you know, again, he didn't break up with you because he didn't want, he, he didn't want to adopt, right? He broke up with you because he's immature and he was valuing like just moving forward o- over anything else. He wasn't, va- mm-hmm. he, this isn't about compatibility. It was about like him having a very immature idea of what a relationship is and what compatibility is. And thank mm-hmm. God you finally said no to crazy, right? And now you're upset that crazy doesn't want you anymore. Is that it? Do you feel like it's like an ego thing? Like, well, what what, a, what about him? Are, what about losing him? Are you so upset about? Just so like how I think how blindsided I was. Like no, no, no. I didn't, that's not what I asked. What about him? Yeah. Are you upset about mm-hmm. losing? Assuming you no longer get all the great things he brings to your life. What are those things that you're so like you can't live without? I think it was just like the hope of like what it could be. Yeah. yeah. So literally right, nothing. The answer to that question is there's not one damn <laughs> thing you can name that you're sad about losing. So you're not sad about losing him. Yeah. I guess like someone to chill with. But, sure. Like, yeah. I, I get that. Plenty of people want to <laughs> chill with you. Get back out there. Take your swings. Like you're going to like, and, and there will be more people if you're authentic and you're yourself, there'll be more people who don't like you than like you. And, th- and there'll be more people you don't like than you like, right? And that's why dating is hard for everyone. The worst. You got it, you know, but you have to go out there and be willing to fail and not take it personally every time someone's like, you know what? You're not the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. You don't want to spend the rest of your life with them either. Yeah, because that's like you start to question yourself. Like, what did I do? And then you're sure. analyzing everything. Well, again, the first, I, I always say the first date for sure and the first couple dates should be more about you figuring out whether you want them in your life and let them worry mm-hmm. about whether they want you in your life. Yeah. But more often than not, we're just want to go on first dates and hoping that person likes us. And we spend no time actually getting to know them. Mm-hmm. You know, so on the, and if you if that was your focus on the first or second date, then you would have then if, if if you would have been focusing on is this someone that I want to invest in and not worry about them liking you, then you most more likely than not would have been like, wait, you you I want this guy's asking me who I know nothing about really to commit to him. Why would I, why am I giving up the possibility of like something else? what uh-huh. what i mean i'm giving up the option to look for something great and, and i'm giving it up based off not knowing anything about this guy other than the fact yeah. the only thing i know about him is he wants to be with me and and that was good enough for you <laughs> then that shouldn't be good enough for you that definitely should not be right yeah so it's hard you know just uh-huh. you just be okay. like if people aren't gonna like you people aren't gonna like everybody that's okay and I think that's mm-hmm. a little, you know, it seems like that's something you're struggling with. And, and part of it is like, yeah, you weren't dating. I think you need to date more. I think you need to go out there and you need to kind of, you know, a little bit of toughen up. It's like, it's the equivalent of working out. Like if you don't work out for seven years and you go like, go to the gym one day and be like, oh, I'm fucking going for it today. You're not gonna be able to move the next day. You're just like, oh, working out's hard. I'm not doing that again. And that's kind of what you are doing to yourself by like not exercising those muscles. 
You know, yeah. and, and those muscles are conversation, rejection, uh, like checking your ego out the door, like not giving in to like instant gratification and early validation. Um, mm -hmm. you know, focusing on like what what you're getting from them and not, you know, and, and, and those are just muscles you need to exercise that you haven't been. So part of it is like you just need to get back out there. I mean, instead of like crawling back into like a non dating hole, keep going on those apps, keep swiping, you know, like you're right. Yeah, because like right after I was like, okay, fuck dating. But now I'm like, you're right. I should just go get out there. Yeah, one last question, quick question. Shoot. He wants to be friends. Should I just like cut communication? Yeah. What, what do you think? What, again, what are, what, if, <laughs> if you can name one thing that he actually brings value to your life, then we can consider being this friends. But I don't understand. Like the only thing you want, the only thing that he can offer right now is the idea that he might want you around and your ego uh, apparently thinks that's great, but there's nothing about him that's that doing I actually want around. Uh, yeah. It's just an ego thing. Yeah, it is. You're a hundred percent right. Okay. Answered that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Best of luck. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm at 27 and I live in New York. What's it's up, Sarah? Sense. How can I help? Hi. Um, so um, if I need to give a little bit more or a little less detail anywhere, that's fine. Just let me know. Um, I guess so in December, I met a guy off a dating app um, and we started talking, we started going on dates, um, everything was going really smoothly. And it seemed like he was just like very emotionally available and ready for a relationship. Um, we like acknowledged that we were dating and had like conversations about what we felt makes a relationship work. He said things like, um, oh, like my mom's gonna love you or like he would, like all of his friends knew about me and like I'd met some of them over FaceTime and they had been like, oh, like, can't wait to meet you one day. Some of them were in, um, like, quarantine because they had a COVID exposure. So that's why, like, it wasn't an in-person meeting. Um, but I just, like, felt very confident that, like, he was very re ready for a relationship. Um, and then in February, he went home for a couple weeks. Um, and um, when he was home, we, like, texted and FaceTimed. And then he came back. And it turned out that when he was home he had found out that his dad was having an affair and it was like a very crazy crazy story affair like it wasn't like just like a simple like dad cheated on mom once um and so the story was really wild and I like didn't really know that that was going on and I had like chosen that time to bring up having the exclusive conversation and so I brought up the exclusive conversation like he like he came back to the city. We went out to dinner, and then we went Wait, back. I to just, hold on. Like he was going through this family trauma, and you're like, "This is a good time to try to define the relationship." So I was unaware about the family. Okay, right. so this so is like, just we, like a coincidence. Yeah. All right. So I knew that he went home, um, and I knew that he had a fight with his sister, but like I didn't realize how bad his situation was, okay. and that hadn't come out yet. So we went to dinner. We went back to his place. I bring up the exclusive conversation. And then his response is like, he told me everything that was going on and everything that he found out and said that he, because of all that, he didn't feel like he was in a place where he could give me what I deserved. He felt I deserved in a relationship at this time. 
but that he liked me. He hadn't been seeing other people and that if it wasn't for this family situation, he like would have been totally down to like give this a shot. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like the whole story that was going on, like he, it was like a two or three hour conversation of him telling me what's going on. Um, and like, I'm sure that there was like more that like we didn't even get to. Um, I did end up still like spending the night and we left it off as like, we both think of like whether like with his situation, like we would keep seeing each other or like just take a few days to process. And then a few days later, I felt ready to like, like I felt like I wanted to stick around even if that wasn't like, like with, even if it wasn't just like the him contributing the same amount of time to a relationship that would like normally be going on or that kind of thing. Um, and then I felt like very shut down and he essentially said that he could only be friends at this point in time. Um, so where I am now is I feel like I've kind of moved on from the situation, but I am just like curious on like your take in terms of like, was like, like if there's like something like, like how I take this and like turn it into something that I can do better with in the future. And if there's like things to be learning from this situation, just because I felt so confident in like where the relationship was before. Well, I mean, I don't know, maybe not. Right. I mean, the way you're telling the story is that the person you were dating, getting to know, uh, had a traumatic event in his life, right? Learned a, some things about his parents that can be very traumatic for people, right? Um, as we get older as adults, we kind of see our parents as more human than these kind of almost godlike people in our lives that can do no wrong, and, and that can be very traumatic, right? Um, so it would make sense why it would fuck him up a little bit and, and make him not ready to date. You know, For all you know, who knows, like... And that that sounds totally valid, right? I mean, there's always a like maybe he uses an excuse and didn't really like you. I don't know, but that seems really like a valid excuse. And sometimes like that's just bad timing, right? So I think you know sometimes when people say things like that, like it, it, it might be true. Like oh, if it weren't for that, I we would would date. And he's also saying because you know it's a nice thing he wants he doesn't want to hurt your feelings and he feels bad and and that way it might be easier for you to accept it's like it's not you it's me and and in this situation that might actually be true but it doesn't change the fact that he might not be ready to be in a relationship and and good for you for uh while sticking around a little bit eventually you sounds like you're just like hey this i'm not getting enough out of this so i need to move on and which is what you should have done right like you know a lot of people will then like take that problem and and that person will be like oftentimes and I, I wasn't sure where this was going but he would be like hey you know i'm not ready to date right now but let's still be friends and like you know that way then he has all the power right then you're constantly responding to his needs on his time and and he always has this built-in excuse of like oh well my i'm fucked up again because of my family and like sometimes those types of relationships can drag on for months or years right so you didn't do that so i think that's great Right. And you moved on from that. I don't, I don't know how much more you can take away from the fact that like, you know, that sometimes shitty things can happen and, and affect people's ability to focus on getting to know a, a, a stranger to develop and but a, a, a relationship, whether or not he figures his shit out and, and, 
and gets maybe therapy or just kind of processes this event so that he allows him to get back out there and, and successfully and productively date and get to know someone, there's a chance, I guess, you guys can reconnect. I certainly wouldn't want to wait around for this to happen, you know? Um, so from what you're telling me, it almost sounds relatively positive. I wouldn't, I don't know how much more you can really take away from this other than like, I thought you did. It sounds like you did a good job of accepting the situation for what it was, not making any excuses and moving on, you know, uh, not reading into it, not letting your ego tell you that you can change him or you, he needs you to be there for him and not letting him make you feel guilty for wanting to move on, which he, you know, so I think those are all good things. That all makes sense. Um, I think my like follow-up question to that is um, like at this point, he is like very emotionally not available. And like when we first met, he didn't know that this was all going on and he seemed more emotionally available. So I guess like what I'm just wondering for like future dating is like how to be picking up on if someone is emotionally not available or let's just like in some way, like avoiding emotionally unavailable men. Well, again, the, this situation, something specific happened, right? Um, mm -hmm. like, are they, is he trying to get to know you? Are you guys connecting on emotional levels? Like pay attention to the questions he's asking you. Like we've had conversations about like guys being like, Hey, when was the last time you had sex? Like that sounds like a person very interested in sex, right? Like, mm -hmm. the you know, when you're getting to know someone when you're dating, the conversation should be more open-ended because they, they don't know anything about you and, and they should be curious in getting to know you, right? Like, they should be asking you questions. You should be asking them questions. And, and the questions they ask will show what they're interested in getting to know, right? And if two people are naturally interested in getting to know each other, then those con that's when the conversations flow more naturally. And, and then the, you can dive deeper as a comfort level grows into more specifics. And the more open they are and the more questions they want to get to know you and the more open they are with their answers, it's a good sign that they're in a position to like really want to get to know someone and invest. If they're more closed off and guarded and, and you know, uh, things like that, then that means like, you know, or, or just focus on sex, then their priorities are a little uh, different. So I think maybe just pay attention to the questions that they ask you, right? And do they follow up with you and, and things like that? And, you know, part of that is just like some, in a lot of those situations, they just might not be into you or, or you might not be into them. Um, you know, as far as worrying about guys being closed off, I, I what I wouldn't do is, yeah, use this as an excuse for future people you date for like people who just might not be into you and vice versa. Yeah. You know, again, go back to like, he's not scared, right? You know, he just doesn't like you or, and, yeah. and, and she's not scared. She just doesn't like you, you know, for the guys, right? Yeah. This is a very specific thing. It happened. So he, you were dating a guy who, while you were dating, found out some really tough shit about his family. That's very specific. And, and a lot of people will experience these things, but not like in the moment they're getting to know someone, right? So, yeah. You know, as you get to know someone, they'll they'll be more and more willing to open up to you. Doesn't mean that they do it on a first or second date, but you know, you should feel like eventually if you build a comfort level of someone and you open up about an insecurity you have, the person who's like ready to 
progress that relationship would naturally want to share a story about something they might be insecure about, you know, or, mm-hmm. and, and there's a, you kind of match each other's vulnerability and you just yeah, kind of pay attention to those things. Okay. This is helpful. I kept like playing it back in my head and trying to figure out if there was something that I did wrong, but, um, not unless so. you were the woman your dad had his dad had sex with. I think you're fine. No, I think we're good there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, uh, some people aren't going to like you. Yeah. That's okay. And you don't have to reverse engineer that and figure out what you could have done differently. Just accept it and move on. You know, there's people you're not going to like either. Yeah. Yeah. You're just looking for one. It's not a, it's not a campaign. You know, you're not out there hitting the road, getting everyone's vote. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Best of luck. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. How's it going? Good. What's your name? Anna. I'm 26 from Canada. Hi, Anna. How can I help? Okay. So um, I actually emailed about this story before the next part came up. But um, July last year, 2020, I uh, went back on the dating apps and it was mostly just for the purpose of like, oh, the pandemic's been a while. I'll just meet someone. I wasn't really looking to date at the time. Like I wasn't eager to at least. Um, And I started talking to a guy and he's from my city, but was just there during the pandemic, staying with family. Um, And right away when we started talking, he told me his profession, his career, and that he'd be moving to Europe. He doesn't know when, but soon. Uh Uh, So right away I knew it would be a casual thing. We didn't disclose that, but I just automatically sort of assumed. Um, And so he was from my city, a professor in another city, like further up north in Ontario. Okay. Um, Six years older than me. So I'm 26, he's 32. And so we started talking and I wasn't expecting anything serious with him. Um, And so we started talking, uh, but weird things were coming up before our first date. So we were texting for a few weeks. I was honestly going to give up on it and not go out with him because I noticed a few things like he never really asked me about me, how I'm doing, all that stuff. Um, very much talked about himself a lot, all of that. Uh, and then until one night, he said something to me that kind of bothered me. And I was just kind of like, well, I'm not going to bother with this anymore. Um, and then he messaged me after that and said, like, let's go out later this week. Let me know when. So we set up a date. Um the day before that date, he, I had a voice mem, a voice, sorry, I had a voicemail from him and I listened to it and it was a voicemail of him, um, getting a blowjob from a woman, which was strange and alarming. So I was not going to go on the date with him. I how, messaged him after and said, how, how did you know he was getting a blowjob? Sorry. It might not, it could have been anything. He was talking to a woman and then something started happening and there was moaning and then I just, exited out of the call and said, hey, you left me a voicemail. And he never there asked about like, it. And I said, there wasn't a lot of slurping and, and uh, there dirty was talk, like, like suck my... There was like, there was weird, it was weird. There was like sounds and then just like he was moaning and it sounded like from one side. So that's my guess. Okay. So I was like, I'm never going to go out with this guy. Um, yeah, there's a butt coming. There's a butt coming. Yeah, but then I obviously went out because it's a year later. So I clearly went out with him. Uh, 
Well, what ended up happening is, so I had a date with another guy the next day. Wait, wait, hold on. Did you bring um, anything up? Like when you got this voicemail and you're. Oh, heart- yeah. Yeah, yeah. I texted him and said, LOL. I first LOL? texted him and. No, no, no. I said, LOL, you left me a voicemail. And then he just replies, LOL. And he never asked me what it was. And then later on, at one point, a few days later, when he was talking to me, I said, like, oh, you left me a voicemail when you were on a date. It was awkward. And he said he was with his sister. So I just was like, I'm going to drop it. I've never met this guy. So this is before you met in person. So so I'm going to tell you the next part, and it'll, I think it'll be a little more clear. But uh, I was annoyed, and I was like, I'm not going to meet this guy. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, I haven't met him. He's allowed to see other people. This isn't going to be anything serious. Whatever. Like, I wasn't planning for it to be anyways. And, uh, I mean, I found him hot, and I knew he was going to move to Europe, and I'm just like, whatever. But so what happened is I go on another date. It was nice. And then that, we had our date coming up. And then that night... Um, after a said date with another guy, he, I texted him back. I was busy and suddenly we had our first like good conversation and we really hit it off. And it was like the first time he actually asked about me. It was interesting, but we had a really, really good time. How talk. many and conversations then, did you have with a guy before he finally asked about you? It was like two weeks of us talking. And then at that point it was only did you talk I every said, day. He would message me pretty much every day, yeah. And so two weeks after that, you felt like, oh, holy shit. He asked me a question about me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Continue. So uh, to sort of skip ahead, so that happened. um, And then he had to go on a trip or something for a few days. So I just said... We actually canceled our date. He said, like, oh, it's going to be early. And then at that point, I'm like, I give up with this. Um, And I'm just said, all right. And he says, I want to reschedule. And I said, then just message me when you get back. He messaged me nonstop while he was gone. And that was the point when we started talking more. Um, But you had you met him in person yet? No. So I'm about to meet him in person as he comes back. So we have a date set up for Thursday next week. Once he's back on Monday. So question, um, while this is all going on, are you still on the apps and, and, and dating yes, other people? You I'm are. dating other people. All okay. of that. All right. Um, I had went on that date with the other guy that night, whatever. I'm also really busy with work, stuff okay. like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'd only met because of COVID and stuff. I only met with like a couple guys, sure. right? Like talk to a bunch, whatever. But you didn't drop off and focus on this guy, right? Not yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that comes up at one point but uh and then he's talking to me all weekend while he's gone camping um which i didn't read into i was just like oh whatever and we had some good conversations um really good conversations he's so excited to meet me and he asked me like can we go for our first date early like right the day i get back um so we he got back on like a tuesday and he got back late but he still wanted to see me so Last minute, I was going to blow him off. And I'm like, yeah, let's go to a bar outside and get some drinks. So we went. Um, I go on first dates, or I used to go on first dates a lot. Um, first dates don't make me uncomfortable. I'm very comfortable on first dates. Uh, I don't usually get that nervous, like maybe a little excited, but very comfortable first dates. I've never been more anxious in my life to meet someone, ever. Uh, so that's notable. Huh, and, uh, and what did you think about that? Do you think that meant anything? Yeah. I mean, obviously, he said some. Yeah. I mean, okay. It did, but it shouldn't. But okay. 
Go what do you mean it shouldn't? I mean, well, it could mean a bunch of different things. Like your anxiousness and nervousness around a guy doesn't necessarily mean like he's, you, you, like you said, you hadn't really met him. You were excited, but that excitement doesn't necessarily mean anything good or bad about him per se. No, no, and it yeah. doesn't. So we went on this date. You could tell he was nervous. We had fun though. Um, it was a fun time. We chatted, whatever. Again, didn't really ask about me, but then later on, it was better, whatever. 30 minutes into the date, we were laughing a lot though. He asked me like, let's still go out for dinner on fr- on Thursday. So um, he walked me in my car. He talked to me at my car for like two hours and then I left, went home. And then I saw him two days later for our second date. Second date went tremendous. We had dinner, drinks, went back to my place, sat on my patio, kind of just like sat there and talked for like hours and hours. Had sex after hooked up, but like he stayed very late. And then at around 3.30, I was like, okay, I have to work in the morning. But a uh, really, really fun date. Um, still at this point, I have no expectations for us to date or anything. Um, actually, I never have. I've never seen myself dating this guy. But I had a lot of fun that second date. Like, it was I, memorable I don't, for me. I don't know if you saw yourself dating, but you definitely had expectations. I don't know what they are, but you definitely had them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, probably. you invest. You've already invested a shit ton of energy into this person. So there's, yes. I mean, that would be like almost weird for you to have no expectations. Like, why are you doing? I this? I would tell him, and I would start. I would say things to him like, "You don't have to text me every day, all that stuff," and he still would. I didn't want us to talk nonstop, so I, I know I was investing time in him, but I wanted it to be a bit less. Right? It was like a lot at once, suddenly. Okay. Anyways, continue. Yeah. So that one was really fun. It was a great date. Um, we had two more or like, actually it was, we kept texting. It was his birthday. He was out of town. He came back into town, whatever that same night he was texting me. And then at that point I was just like, we were talking and I just said, come over. Um, notable thing to mention is he called me that night and I was like, are you drunk? Cause he started speaking to me another language. And he's like, no. Um, but I'm pretty sure he was, he came over we hooked up, we hung out till the morning. Um, and that was, he kept mentioning that that, I don't know, meant a lot to him, not the sex, but just like some other stuff. So we question, had a serious- let, me, let me like, where I just want to, like, I want to fast forward. Where are we now? And what is your question? And then we can go back if we need to fill in more details. I feel okay. like I have a, a plenty. Okay. So we hang out four times. This is important. And then I just asked him in the last hangout, like, Oh, Hey, do you know when your flight for Spain is? Cause we keep talking about it here, there. He says two weeks. He said he had a great time. He says, Oh, I'll see you in a few days. Um, I text him like two days later, just not let's hang out. Like just a random text. I never hear from him. He falls off the face of the earth. And I was just like, huh? And I mean, I wasn't a big fan, but then a month later, I get a random, I wake up to a random text just kind of saying like, sorry, my phone died, my car died, which whatever. Um, I'm leaving for Spain in two days. You're amazing. It was great to get to know you. You're amazing. And I just said, have a great like flight and trip. Um, and then he also said like, I can see you before I leave, but I just said, have a good flight. Enjoy living there. That was it. And I'm just like, we're never going to talk again. So that was my expectation. I was definitely annoyed. Um, and then December comes around week before Christmas and he messages me, he found my phone number. So he like WhatsApp messaged me. 
Um, and then we start talking and after him talking to me, maybe like the third or fourth time in December, he one night just out of nowhere, just goes all in on like, I had feelings for you. I wanted to date you just all this stuff really like you're the best. All this went on and on and on. And we spent up until new Year's just like talking a lot, FaceTime calls, all that. Um, January comes around and I told him like, obviously we're not going to be anything. Um, well, I didn't say it like that, but it was so just where, like, obviously where, we can't. like fast forward to today. Where are you now? Okay. He is weird all of January. I ghost him end of January, Friday last week. So I'm just like, I'm done with this guy. Yeah. Friday last week, he texts me to say, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like I've been absent. My dad died. I'm here in Canada. Okay. And so I, um, don't want to speak to him anymore. Um, yeah, you do. Well, but he messaged me that my dad, his dad died. Uh, we also had a lot of really personal discussions about our fathers. So like, but so I thought I wasn't going to message him because I'm just like, he has friends, he has family, he can go to them. Mm -hmm. But, uh, after a few hours, I just messaged him like, Hey, so sorry. So we talked on Friday, uh, did not ask me once how I am. Let me know that he was staying a few streets down from me. That's not true. Actually, I moved, but he didn't know that. Um, we chatted that day. It was really weird. Still hasn't asked about me. It was still kind of a dick when we were texting. I said, I'm really sorry. We talked. He called me. And on that phone call, we kind of said, like, we might hang out this week. After Friday passed, I was just like, I shouldn't see him. This is a horrible idea. I've been caught up on this for months. I have been seeing other guys since stuff like that, but cannot get this guy out of my head. Okay. And he, now here we are. Your question is why you can't get him out of your head or like, what's your, what, what's your specific question? My specific question. Well, first of all is like, is it okay if I cut him out of my life without telling him why should I be? Yes. yes. Uh, next question. Uh, wait, so I don't have to give him a reason. I'm no. allowed to. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. What do you owe him? I guess my big question is why does he keep coming back? And then my second question is why am I so wrapped up in this guy? Well, the man, that, that's the main question, right? Because the, from the beginning of a relationship, you've been telling yourself lies to make yourself feel better about like the pursuit of this guy all while like he's the, the power dynamic in this relationship has never been equal, right? I'm not necessarily blaming him or you specifically, you're probably both at fault, but it's never been equal. You have always been chasing him, right? And part of the, your fault has probably been because like you've always probably downplayed whatever excitement you had. You know, first of it was like, well, he's moving anyways, right? So like, it's never going to happen. That might be true, but you still allowed yourself to like wait around for him. He was always calling the shots. He was always determining when you guys were hanging out. He left you this voice missile blow job that you decided to like make excuses for. And you're right. Maybe he didn't technically do anything wrong because you guys weren't in a relationship, but like it's kind of fucked up that it happened. And either way, you didn't want to address it. Like you don't have to be in a relationship with someone or even have met them. If someone leaves you a voicemail of them sounding like they're getting oral sex given to them, you have a right to like ask about it and be like, did you realize that you did that? Not just blow it off. But whatever reason, he had this power and and you kept making excuses for him all like telling you you didn't like him. Oh, I got nervous on our first date. And the reason why you got so nervous on your first date is again, you invested all this time on this person and what you wanted 
on that first date was him to like you. You that's it. You cared so much about that. You you cared so much about a guy liking you that you've never met. Right? So you were nervous. Like that's why you were nervous, right? And and you weren't thinking about liking him. You deep down decided that you liked him. You at that point it was just about getting validation from him. Right. And he was just doing all these things and maybe somewhat deliberately. And he was probably doing it naturally because he probably was just being selfish and only caring about his needs and the fact that he was moving and, and coming and going when he was pleasing. And you, anytime he came back, when he, when it, and he was coming and going on, you know, kind of his convenience. And anytime he did, you were very accommodating. In the meantime, you just kind of told yourself all these excuses. I don't care. I don't care. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I don't really like him. He's moving. You know, you kept downplaying how you actually felt about it out of fear of saying, I like him and, and finding out he doesn't like you. So you were just always like on the defensive and lying to yourself about caring, which is why you care so much because you've never just like acknowledged that like there's... You know, like you, there was things that attracted to you, but you were just been chasing him the whole time. And he's, that's it. You know, I mean, like this, you, uh, how, it was like, the, like the biggest takeaway about this is like, don't invest in people that you can say and recognize super quickly that you can talk to them all this time and they don't give a shit about asking you questions. Like the whole time, you're just like, trying to prove to him through the fact that like he's constantly he, he does you knew that he didn't give a shit about getting to know you and so you're just like i want you to get to know me and so let me tell you about you let me like why well, want you to pay attention to me you know and he was like through his actions like saying i don't really care and then one day he asks you a question you're like oh my god like yes this is so exciting what a what a monumental step in our relationship <laughs> like you, you gave him so much credit for doing like the smallest thing that's funny. One of my friends said that too, because I thought he did something really sweet. And she was like, that's a very normal thing. Yeah. So, you know, the takeaway here is like, you know, yeah. Why and why you should be able to cut him off? Because like, there's, this isn't like a, a, an even relationship and like, is it the nice thing to do? But right now you've gotten yourself in this kind of, it's a toxic situation, right? And, and, and you need to get yourself out of it. And, and probably the easiest way to do that is to just cut him off. And it's nothing against him, right? He'll be fine. He'll live, right? But this is about protecting yourself. And that's why it's okay, right? Should you do it out of spite? No. Should you do it to get back at him? No. But if you think the best way to move forward for yourself is to just cut him off, then yes, I think that's okay. Because your intention is to move forward. Yeah. I have one follow-up question with that. Because I could just be tricking myself into thinking this. There's part of me, I would prefer to block him because I don't want to... I know if I see him message me, there's a good chance I might reply. Um, I'm worried about him thinking I'm an asshole. Is that me just saying that to myself? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, he might. That's not your problem. Like, this is not someone that's going to be in your life, hopefully, in 6 to 12 months. It doesn't matter if he calls you an asshole. Like, it's fine. You know, you know you're not trying to be. So, I mean, and if he does, that would probably, based off of the story you're telling me, an indication of only him continue to only think about his his needs. If someone, like, cuts... If you would have said to him, like, you, you're not even dating. You don't have a relationship. It's a, he, he pops in and out of your life out of his convenience his dad died he found your number on whatsapp like like what 
well, all of a sudden you're worried about being an asshole by like disappearing. He's disappeared on you. So many times. Yeah. So like, I don't like, yes, I think going forward, yes, cut him out. And then I think you need to start paying attention. Like you're a smart person. You're observant. You're observing these things. You're just ignoring them. And then you're making excuses for him and yourself. You're lying to yourself. You're, you're afraid to like say, I, I like this guy. I'm excited out of fear of him, of them not liking you. So be okay with someone not liking you and that, and then that'll allow you to be more honest with your with yourself. But you've been chasing him this whole time and, it's strange and not to listening to yourself. I, yeah, I don't usually chase guys. Like this is not something, this isn't a pattern for me. So it very much confuses me that I did all this because I agree with you, you're right, but this isn't something I do historically ever. Well, all it takes is the right person to fuck you up a little bit, you know, like that doesn't mean it can't happen just because you never did it. Yeah. Right. No, he's doing whether deliberate or on purpose or it's just a bad accident. He's doing all the right things to get you to chase and like not. And he's doing the like this, you know, figure out why you're ignoring yourself, figure out why you are chasing, figure out why you are like giving him. You're just you're giving him such a pass and all these things that would like. You're not listening to these red flags. You know, you're, I, I don't know why, but it's clear that he's doing it. You know, I don't know why you're doing it, you know, um, but maybe you don't have to understand it, but you, you, just, you know enough that it's not healthy for you. So you stop it. Yeah, it's definitely not. I mean, he can be condescending and talk down to me too. So I'm, it's obviously not healthy at all. Just the fact that this has been going on for nine months is insane. Yeah. It's all on you. So, I mean, you've allowed it to oh, come no, back I, into your life. Yeah. I, I take full responsibility. Like, it definitely is. Even when I'm doing it, I know I shouldn't be. So it's like I'm I'm at least that much aware that, like, don't do this. And I just did it anyways, right? Yeah. So I clearly did like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, there's something. You liked the chase. It was exciting. It was stimulating. You know, it it got you off. It was... All these things that he would reach out. It would give you a boost of excitement that he thought about you. And maybe you turned it into some sort of a romantic fairy tale in your head. All these things. But like shit, like if you're going on dates and people aren't asking you questions, they don't care about getting to know you. So if they don't care about getting to know you and your date, what does that tell you? Right. Like that, that you're just you, you could be anyone. Right. And then your ego yeah. probably picks up on that. Well, I don't want to be anyone. I want to be somebody. I'm going to prove to you that I'm special. So I'm gonna I'm I'm in it until you start asking me questions. Instead of being like, "Why aren't you asking me questions?" This person isn't willing to get to know me. Yeah, and that's so funny that you say that because that was a big thing. I I kept trying to like almost force information about me onto him. So yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a good lesson on like just trusting your yourself and getting and, and trusting your gut and and saying no to yourself, uh, having some self discipline. Um. Whether, what he thinks of you is pretty irrelevant going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, best of luck. Listen, trust your gut. Yeah. Thank you. All right. And I'm going to block him. So great. I'm very happy. Awesome. Block all him right. on Thanks, all, all platforms. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Right. What a fantastic episode what did we learn today uh block people block people <laughs> it's one of those things if you have to ask if you have to ask should i block them 
immediate answer, the answer almost is yes. Is yes. <laughs> you know, back to like, remember, and I was like, oh, like everyone's like, oh, I'm dating a narcissist. I, you're probably not, right? But if you have to Google, am I dating a narcissist? You should definitely break up. They're probably not, yes. but whatever <laughs> they are doing is so bad that you're wondering if they have a a, a dangerous and you know, potentially violent personality disorder. So you should probably break up. Uh, <laughs> should I? Yes. <laughs> but honestly, thanks for calling and asking the question because, you know, we, we need you guys to call in. Because we learn and we, we grow. learn and share your story. So send your questions to ask Nick at castmedia.com, cast with a K. Uh, share your stories. And um, Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling, join us on Wednesday. Until then, you're crazy. Block them.